Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Hey, y'all, before we get into this episode of Music is a Love Language podcast, real quick, real quick, real quick. If you live in Philly and you're listening to this, I am going to be at the Punchline Comedy Club every week starting August 15th. And when I say every week, it's only going to be three weeks, all right? I feel like I'm Usher. I told y'all I got a residency. Here we go. August 15th, August 22nd, August 29th. Now, I understand that's a Tuesday, but hey... I'm just here working on new material if I'm being if I'm being completely transparent. And tickets are only $10. All you got to do is click the link in the description of this episode, hit unlock, type in promo code Clint and tickets are $10. I'm going to repeat that just in case I said that too fast. The link to the tickets to my show are in the description of this episode. All you have to do, click the link. When you click the link, you hit unlock. When you hit unlock, you you type in Clint, that is the promo code, and you will receive $10 tickets. Again, Punchline, Philly, August 15th, August 22nd, August 29th. Can't wait to see y'all. Now, let's get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in. New episode, Music is Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley. No AKAs. Do have a quick announcement. Uh, Philly, real quick, I'm here. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you can tell by the background. I'm here in Philly. Uh, I got a residency at the Punchline Comedy Club, uh, August 15th, August 22nd, August 29th. Do me a favor, get your tickets. Uh, link is in the description of this episode. Also, uh, don't forget, we're still fundraising for for um, for my film that I'm doing. Uh, if you could do me a favor, go to www.myediblekickedin.com and get you a T-shirt. Please and thank you. Poor favor. All right. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Um, I'm going to start a new series, right? So y'all know that I I, I, I rank albums and I rank uh, the year in music. So I'll be like, yo, uh, this year in, you know, 2005, 2003, whatever like that. I always, you know, say like the year in R&B and the year in hip hop. I want to do something else. So I'm in the music is the love language group chat, right? And we oftentimes, we, we, we compare music to basketball. Seems like it's a great parallel, right? And one of the things that we always talk about is who had the belt that year? Who was the MVP of the year, right? And when I say the MVP, it's like, look, all right, prime example, right? I take somebody like Lil Wayne. In 2008, I believe, the Carter Three dropped. I think it was 2008, if I'm not mistaken. In 2008, Lil Wayne was the best rapper alive. It, it was close, 
but he he was the year's MVP. Carter three drop. It was impactful. It was massive. Classic album. You know, he's coming off mixtapes. He's got all these other things going on. Like that was his year. So I want and and, you, and I'm not here to debate that. Y'all can y'all can go whoever you, you you know you can debate me or debate whoever you know debate your mom right. But a lot of times we 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 compare a class we compare a lot of times I compare classic albums to championship rings. So my thing is is that if you're the best rapper of the year, are you the MVP? You're the most valuable player. And then don't forget when I rank rappers. When I rank rappers, I always say to myself, right, we judge how many rings do you have? And then I also judge, were you that nigga that year, male or female? So remember I said on this podcast in 1990, Ice Cube was the best rapper out. So in 1990 to me, Ice Cube was the league MVP. He was the MVP. So what I want to do is year by year, I'm going to start a series where I'm going to start ranking who were the MVP candidates and who actually won the MVP. But before we get into that, I got to have a criteria. Storm, I got to have a criteria. I'm going to acknowledge you. You sitting here, you might as well. I'm going to acknowledge you. What's up, yo? Jesus ain't got nothing to do. To, you know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, turn up mic one and stay off. Yeah, turn up mic one. There you go. Yeah. Turn up mic one, right? Is your is your levels on? Yes. Can you can they can you think they can hear you? Yeah, they can hear me. You can see that you it's up? No, it's not. <laughs> That's mic one, right? No, it is. Yeah, it is. You you good? Yes. Okay. Now you know, she's been on multiple episodes. You know, that's my girl. Um, but she's here recording other stuff. And, you know, I you was over there just looking, right? I ain't like that shit. It felt weird, right? Why can't I just relax? Go ahead to the episode. No, I am. But like, you going just you know you can you can just just chime in real quick, y'all. Uh, also, chocolate chip is sip says eat your heart out podcast. Y'all got a uh, y'all got a show on uh, September first in New York at City Winery, yes. and then September fifteenth you're gonna be here in Philly yes. at the uh, World Cafe Live. Absolutely. So if y'all want to see a dope ass live podcast, two dope women, uh, make sure y'all check that out. All right. You can get your tickets at stormyp.com. We, we, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when this episode's coming out because I don't know if the episode, so the episode, she was also the, the mimosa mommy. Yes. But I also, <laughs> we got another episode with, with we were talking about uh, oh, uh, yeah. pop artists and stuff like that. I don't know if it's out yet. No, it's not out okay. yet. It's not out yet. Okay. I'll be dating these episodes. I'll be recording like five, ten at a time. All right. But let's talk about the criteria. You don't really, I mean, I'm going to just chime in when you want. Um, The first thing I want to know is to be the MVP, right? Now, now, to be the MVP in the, <laughs> excuse me, in the NBA, you don't have to win a ring, right? Because it's a regular season award. Well, ours is not a regular season because for me, to be the best rapper that year, you have to have put out a classic album. For me, most rappers who are the MVP of a year have a classic album on their resume that year. So again, I'm going to go back to Ice Cube. America's Most Wanted dropped in 1990. Ice Cube with the lynch mob. I got it going on. Yeah, nigga, that's a ring. I know old school rap like the back of my hand. You know, you know what I mean? You know? But Ice Cube won a ring that year, right? If we go back to 2008 with Lil Wayne, like Lolly, or not Lollipop, the album Carter Three, that was a ring. 
No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He outrapped Jay-Z on the track. He said, I'm Mr. Carter, not, not Sean, Dwayne Carter. Did he? Did he not? I remember the like Jay-Z, Lil Wayne came on the track room. Hey, Mr. Carter, I am him. Am I right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? You right. And then Jay-Z dropped on Mike's here with Mike's here. Like, like, I'm like, I, no. And then Lil Wayne said, I'm so off the Rick, the heck, the Camacho man, Randy Savage. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, get him, Lil Wayne. Get him. He won, he had, he 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 was the MVP that year. But my thing is you have to have dropped the classic album. Y'all know how I feel about championship rings. So for me, my criteria is for you to even be in the conversation, you have to have won a ring. The second, the second, the second, the second criteria. Did you have an iconic or impactful moment? An iconic or an impactful moment, right? Like in in in, in 1990, right? I don't know if I, I was, I was three. I don't know what impactful moment Ice Cube had. But what I can say is, is that the album itself, America's Most Wanted, because of everything he was coming off of with NWA, it was like, yo, can this guy do it? And it was like, he delivered, right? Same thing with Lil Wayne, right? I don't remember, I remember 08, but I remember he had, nigga, first of all, can't believe it came out in 08. Remember? T-Pain? Who was on the track with him? Lil Wayne? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I remember correctly, Lil Wayne was everywhere that summer. You know what I'm saying? I remember, and I remember they were still doing like MTV Spring Break. Oh, I even remember, I think, I, I mean, like, let's talk about like, it's kind of like moments like, okay, if we take a moment like 2000, right? I do not like Eminem, but I think in 2000, he probably won the belt. Not only did he drop the Marshall Mathers LP, right? But also, do you remember the MTV Awards when all the motherfucking Slim Shadies was around? Yes. That's an impactful, iconic moment. And I don't even like the moment. I didn't need all them niggas with, with, <laughs> with white t-shirts and blonde hair. They were actually not niggas. So. Well, yeah, and that's you know, right. They weren't niggas, right? <laughs> they weren't niggas. Right. So, you know, for me, I did not, I did not, you know, he has a iconic moment like that's part of the allure of that year you know what i'm saying like do you remember i remember that like it was yesterday i again i am not a little i am not an eminem fan by the long by by any margin i don't like i don't eminem gets no spins in my car he gets no spins everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In my headphones. But guess what? In 2000, I cannot deny that man was the MVP of hip hop. With dropping a classic album, with dropping, with having an iconic, impactful moment. Those that shit at the MTV Awards. I think it was the Video Music Awards. You can't like Autumn Slim Shadies. Like I, you know, like that's like. You, re- I re- that really sticks out in my mind, and I can't stand Bull. I mean, I, I respect him, right? I respect him as a lyric. I respect him as a rapper. Look, I knew that Crawford was going to win the fight when I saw him come out with Eminem. I'm like, oh, this nigga not playing, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
He like, let me. Go. How did he afford Eminem? How much that? Co- you know how much he Eminem probably costs. So let's keep talking. The only tangible thing, the third criteria, the only tangible thing that we can go off of, is your, is your, your chart success, right? Like your chart singles, your 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 commercial success. That's the only tangible thing that we can go off of. So the rapper that I think won the award, that won the MVP in the year that I'm getting ready to bring up, you can't deny his chart success on top of everything else he's done. The chart success matters to a bit. Like a lot of times people, a lot of times when we discuss hip hop, you guys, you, you, you niggas always want to come in my comments talking about something. He don't rap better than this person and this person don't rap better than that person, right? So like, let's take a year like 2000, right? Even though I think Eminem, in the year 2000, even though I think Eminem was the MVP, Nelly I was about to can say make a strong ass case. He's an MVP candidate. He's going to get MVP votes. Do y'all see where I'm going with this? He's going to get MVP votes. I don't think country grammar is a ring, by the way. we Let's just, it's not a ring. He has some great singles. The rest of it was bullshit, whether you like it or not. Go ahead and judge judge your aunt. But he definitely is going to get MVP votes that year. I distinctly remember being at a, a eighth grade dance. I distinctly remember this. At eighth grade dance, I was dancing with a chick, and <laughs> I was dancing to E.I., Yo, underlay, underlay, mommy, E.I., E.I., uh-oh, what's popping in the night? Just... And I'll never forget, I got hard while we was dancing. Doing she, that dance? And she told the teacher, yeah, doing that dance. Yeah, doing this. Yeah, underlay. I wasn't doing but like I was I was fuck y'all, man. I was, <laughs> I was in my bag, man. But but she told the teacher on me. Told the teacher. I was at the eighth grade dance. I was we was li- underlay, underlay, mommy, ee Like, I'm a sucker for going rolls and and I got hard. And she told the teacher on me. Her name was Katricia, actually. I'm sorry, I don't, I mean, this was, this was years ago. I don't know how she's doing. I haven't seen her in years. Um, but fuck you for telling on me. I'm sorry, I'm reverting back to the old podcast. My bad, y'all. But damn, that was a, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Yo, but for real, like, I, yeah, I, got, I got hard while dancing, man. Like, I, I was, I mean, like, I was 13. Like, what you expect? Like, what, what 13-year-old boy wasn't getting hard while dancing? But she didn't know that. She was like, as soon as I got hard, she was like, ew. Like, <laughs> And she went and told the teacher, pulled, the teacher pulled me to the side. I was done for the rest of the day. She told my mom and I got my ass whooped that day. And like, my dad was like, why you, why, you, what do you do? And I was like, like, my dad had to know like, what happened? I'm like, dad, I just got hard while I was dancing. And he kind of like, he kind of like, he understood, but he couldn't like condone it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm, a, you know what I mean? Like, like I got a question, right? You got it, you got it, you got a son, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if, what, what would you do if the t- <laughs> if the teacher called you what? and say, "Hey, your son got hard while 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 he was dancing"? What you want me to do? Like, I don't understand. What, is he gonna get in trouble? No, he's not gonna get in trouble. Yeah, like, right, like, what do you want me to be thinking about? I can understand if I got hard during math class. Yeah, like that's different, right? But it's like I'm dancing. Anyway, that's probably why I don't think Eaton Nelly got a ring that year, man. He fucked my shit up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. But singles, 
Chart success and success. Chart success. <laughs> the old podcast. Yeah, chart success does matter, right? And Nelly, we can't deny the numbers that year, right? We can't deny the numbers that Nelly put up. Nelly, you know what? Your chart success are your 30, 40, and 50 point games. If we're talking about it in basketball reference. If you got a chart topping single, my man, you just put up 50 points, right? Like when I tell jokes, right? And I, I got a show and I'm and I and I'd have a I have a good show. Yeah, motherfucker, I put up 40 tonight. My special is about to drop. And I feel like I put up 60 that night. As a matter of fact, I'm lying. I, I got a picture of me after the show that night with the Wilt Chamberlain 100. I don't now I ain't gonna lie, I don't think it was a hundred point game, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because a hundred point game that means nobody's ever going to score more than that, right? Like, I I think my special is is great. I don't think it's you know a hundred points is like that's like Eddie Murphy raw. Like I, you, you get what I'm saying? Or maybe it might be to y'all. I, I don't know, but I, you know raw is that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's raw. You know what I mean? R A W. I'm sorry. Uh, that's Big Daddy Kane, 1987. Thank you for that. No doubt. R-A-W. A terrorist here to bring trouble to phony MCs. I bring... Yeah, see? I know my shit, man. <laughs> so when you old heads be arguing rap with me, I be... You know what I'm saying? Because I'm at my apex. Others are below. Something like a milliliter. I'm a kilo. Second to none. Making MCs run. So don't try to step to me because I ain't the one. I relieve rappers just like Tylenol. And they know it. So I don't see why you all trying to front, perpetrating the stunt when you know that I'll smoke you up like a blunt. I'm genuine like Gucci, raw like sushi. Yeah, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kane. I'm sorry. Shout out to Kane. That's my guy. All right. Let's keep talking. And then the last criteria is how relevant were you this year? Your relevance has to matter. This year? That year, the oh, year that we're okay. talking about or whatever whatever year that we're discussing, right? So if we're saying the best rapper in, 20, in 2016, Drake is in that conversation. Drake's actually in the MVP conversation since, 20, since 2009. I agree. He's been in He's going, and that, that's long, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he's been in the MVP conversation since so far gone dropped. That's crazy. Like even this year, he about to drop another album and his tour is nuts, mm -hmm. right? And also, don't forget, y'all, I know we talking hip-hop, but we also going to talk who had who was the MVP of R&B some years. Got to gotta have that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, look, man, like 89 dog, or 88, nigga, that's Bobby Brown year. <laughs> you, am I, look, you know, I get it. And then in the 90s, yeah, we, you know, we're going to skip some years because we don't want to get his, uh, that nigga some MVPs. Uh, hey, look, man, I'm not get, I don't want to get that nigga no MVPs, dog. <laughs> But I know in, in 2000, nigga, TP2, nigga got, the nigga was the MVP, who was, who, then Fiesta was that year? I don't want to talk about, anyway, fuck you, Robert. Let's keep talking. All right. So the year that I'm going to bring up is 1998. Who was the MVP of 19? 1998. Now, outside of these, I'm going to give you one, two, three, I'm going to give you five MVP candidates and we're going to dissect their year, you know, and find out who's the MVP. One candidate, right, who's not in this five, she was the MVP of all genres that year. 
and her name is Miss Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill was the MVP of music in 1998. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to classify her as a hip hop artist. I'm not going to classify her in R&B. I'm just going to say in music. If you win the, if you win the album of the year at the Grammys, my nigga, you are like you are you are him or her. So let's before we get into the the night who was the MVP of 98 in hip hop, I do not count Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill was the MVP of music in 1998. So again, before we get into this episode, in 1998, I'm going to tell you who I believe was the MVP of the rap game. But Lauren Hill does not count because Lauren Hill, to me that year, was the MVP of music. Period. Anybody that disagrees, did you just weren't outside. You couldn't have been. Am I right or wrong? You couldn't have been. Right. You couldn't have been outside. So let's get into it. All right. So of course, 1998 to me, um, I don't. I, I think it's. I don't really think it's that close with this, right? But we're going to name. I'm going to name the other candidates before I name the top candidate. So the first candidate I got actually is Big Punisher. Big Punisher. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. I know you made, uh, Storm made a face like, nigga, what? Let's go back to 1998. Do you remember there was a huge single out called I Don't Wanna Be a Player? That was everywhere. That was everywhere now let's start with the top of my criteria capital punishment came out in 1998 capital punishment is a ring that is big puns classic album that is what he's that is that is what he's remembered for outside of still not a player don't forget you know beware is on that joint what you thought shit was sweet you know what i'm saying like yeah i know that's you don't get it. yeah everybody if you a hip-hop fan or if you know hip-hop you know capital punishment is a ring no no doubt about it anybody if you're if you're listening to this podcast and i tell you that capital punishment by big punisher is a ring do you disagree with me yes or no if you disagree with me do me a favor and unfollow me i mean like because let's we can't have an object you got to have an objective conversation i'm not saying he put out the best album that year but capital punishment for sure is a bona fide ring. Now, again, we go to iconic, impactful moments. I remember the the iconic moment of Fat Joe holding the umbrella for Big Pun in the video. In one in the video is that like because and the reason why it was such an impactful iconic moment is because Fat Joe recreated that years later with DJ Khaled, I believe, holding the umbrella for him. I think during the Make It Rain video. See what I'm saying? That was icon. That was a big moment. Does that count as an iconic moment for 1998 or for when he recreated it though? I think it's an iconic moment for 1998 because the video was so iconic, right? Like there's still not a player video. Like I can see, like I see Big Pun's shirt right now. 
if I'm literally, if I close my eyes and I and I see the still not a player video, you know the shirt I'm talking about. Hey, yo, I'm still not a player, but still a hate. Like, and that song literally, like, let's be real, white people like that song. And I'm not saying that white people are the judges of what hip hop is and not, but let's be real. Still not a, anytime that came on when we were in 98, like, it went, it was up. It was up. When that, when that record came on in 98, it was up. Like, I'll give you another thing, right? During 19, during, so here's, I'll give you one more, right? This is why I know he was an MVP candidate. During the Jordan documentary, during the, the last dance, the 10 the part series, uh, chronalizing or, uh, uh, the, the Bulls championship run during the nineties. Do you know what song they were playing during the 1998 run? Doom. Oh, doom. Don't want to be like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be in playing no more. I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot. Nigga, that's a, that's a bar. I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot. Nigga, and let's, 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 let's take all of that out. Boricua Morena. Morena. Whatever. What is it? Boricua. Mo, I don't want to say it wrong. But am I right or wrong, though? Boricua Morena. Like, that's a, that's a thing. That's the thing. If you was half black and half Puerto Rican, you was body quack. You know what I mean? Body quack. Body quack. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm over here. This is, yeah. But 1998, big punisher. I'm not saying he is the bona fide MVP, but he is. He could, he could get some votes. He's not going to get many votes from, he's going, you know, but big, like the Bronx is going to vote for him. He'll get some votes. You know, Bronx, the Bronx voting for him. You know, all the space, you know, all the Puerto Ricans in the Bronx, they vote for Big Punt. Can't be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? But capital punishment, so he got a ring. He has an iconic moment. He um he has a single, and Big Pun was very relevant in that year. And let's be real, Big Pun can rap. Not many people like, you know, I, I honestly don't think Big Pun gets a lot of the flowers that he really deserves in some cases. And I know that his career was cut short. I know that he had a little bit of controversy with some of the stuff he was, you know, behind the scenes. But Big Pun, you know, I think on my top 50 list, like Big Pun was somewhere around like in the 30s, late, or like late 30s or like he was, he, I mean, Big Pun, he had like, there's, there wasn't many people who could outrap Big Pun and especially in his prime. So he gets a, he gets a, he gets some MVP votes. <laughs> The second MVP candidate was Juvenile. 400 Degrees came out in 1998. Now, I'm on the fence about 400 Degrees being a ring. Now, I get it. The mo like One of the most iconic songs in hip-hop history is on that album. But it wasn't released until the following year. Clearly, because, you know, Cash, Cash Money didn't take over for the 9-8 and the 9-9. <laughs> No, am I right or wrong? Yeah, you're right. They didn't, Cash Money Records did not take over for the 9-8 and the 9-9. But the album came out that year. And if I remember, was you under, uh, as you understand on that album, can you please do me a favor? Can you look up Juvenile 400 Degrees for me? You know what I'm saying? I believe you. I ain't no pussy ass nigga. You understand? I'm a rapper, but I'm still a gorilla. What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. You're a gorilla. What are you? What are you doing? So, what's on this album? 
Uh, back that ass back up. Back that ass up. UPT, off top, run for it. Rich niggas, welcome to the NOLA. NOLA. <laughs> NOLA, yeah. Flossing season, 400 degrees, juvenile on fire, going ride with me. Hi. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash Money Concert, after Cash Money Concert, Ghetto Children, and Soldier Rag. Okay, so you understand, I think it's on the next album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but I, I, you look, I believe a lot of people believe 400 Degrees is a ring. I, I'm I'm not, I don't think so, per se, but I'm not, listen, if you tell me 400 Degrees is a ring, I'm not mad at that take. I don't, I don't, I don't 1000% agree with that, but I'm, I don't, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? If you tell me it's a bona fide ring, I can't, I'm, there's, I can't give you enough facts to dispute that, if that makes sense. I can't give you enough, you know, I can't say nah. I can't definitively say nah and then give you points like, oh man, like, I can't do that. I know, I get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know what that is. Because <laughs> you know when niggas argue, like, you know, you're passionate. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it did this, but it's the, it's the, because it's list. You know, you give. Anyway, uh, Juvenile can can make a case uh, for an MVP. I, I don't think he, he wins the MVP. I don't, I don't even have him above Big Pun this year. If we're doing 98. Yeah. What was his iconic moment for 98? I don't, I, huh. <laughs> Did that come out in 98 or 99? I believe it came out in 98. Okay. But huh, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. But I also believe, I got to remember too, right? Like, he also, don't forget, he was still with the hot boys around this time too. Um, I believe I need a hot, I don't know. Can you do me a favor? Check to see if Guerrilla Warfare came out in 1998 by the hot boys. I believe that was either 98 or 99. Guerrilla Warfare by the Hot Boys. I just, I'm sorry for the dead air. I'm just, uh, over. it's not your fault. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm on, it's 99. Okay. So yeah. So I don't, I don't think that he, like, I'll put it like this. Juvenile checks two of the, two, two of the boxes. He doesn't check all four. So the first box he checks is we'll give him a championship ring. Again, I don't I don't feel like it, but I there's going to be so many people that debate me that it is a championship ring that I can't deny that. And then the second thing is is that he was relevant in 98. He was very very relevant, especially when in 98 hip hop was still dominated by the northeast, you know, New York mainly New York, but New York was very, was, was still the dominant, you know, space in hip hop. Juvenile had something to say, which brings me to my next MVP candidates. Outcast. Um, a lot of people give a Quim and I a ring that came out in 1998. Also what came out around that time, ha ha, push that bus. Everybody get to the back of the bus. Like, you know, it's like, you know, outcast. Now, they don't, they, I don't know, I don't think they had an iconic moment per se that year, right? Um, because that whole, uh, y'all ain't got no love for Outkast, the South got something to say, that wasn't 98, that was 95. You know what I'm saying? Which was, again, at the Source Awards, an iconic moment. Um, but also, let's let's keep talking, right? Like, Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. 
or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I... Is the Quimini a ring for real, for real? Like, let's have this conversation. I, I love the album of Quimini. That's probably my favorite Outcast album, if I'm really being honest. But is a Quimini a bona fide ring by the standards that we set on this podcast? Again, move the genre forward, right? Impact, influence, track listing, test of time. Does it meet three of those five? I don't know for a 100% fact. I need, again, y'all, I'm telling you, Aquimini is my favorite Outcast album. Aquimini is crazy to me. But I don't know in the grand scheme of things if it's a, if it's a ring. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, and I'm not, it, look, this is not me hating. I'm, I love Aquimini. But is it a ring? Talk to me. Talk to me. Well, I don't. I know. I'm not asking you. I'm. I was asking them to talk. Talk to me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. But now, now here's the question: Can you be a group or a duo contending for a MVP? Right? Because like we're going to take a year. Like let's take it. We're going to take a year, like 1993, and in 1993, a tribe called Quest dropped Midnight Marauders, and Wu Tang Clan dropped 36 Chambers. I mean, my nigga, what, 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 what the fuck, right? And I believe Doggy Style, I think, came out the end of 93, but 94, or 94, right? But what I'm saying is, can a group or a duo be the MVP of hip-hop that year? Like, that's a, that's, that's a great question. Because, okay, in 1987, Rakim is going to be the MVP. But is it Rakim? Or is it Eric B and Rakim? Because it is Eric B and Rakim. Right? It's Eric B and Rakim. But it's going, but like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't, like, if, if we if we do an MVP, I can't say, okay, prime example. See, that's going to be different. Because in 2003, I'm going to give Outkast the MVP of music. Because they had the album of the year at the Grammys. Right. Like we like, nigga, yeah, we forgot how like people like, look, in 03. Right. The MVP candidates, of course, in hip hop is 50 Cent and Jay-Z, respectfully, with the Black Album and Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. But we can't act like Speaker Box and Love Below just went under the radar. Those those arguably were the that was the biggest album of the year, according to the recording. Cat, and they weren't wrong. Hey, y'all was Everywhere. Everywhere. I like the way you move was everywhere. They had two. 
Outkast had two number one singles at the same motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, nigga, that's that 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 firmly meets my my criteria. Iconic moment, nigga. I, like Andre three thousand and that green. All right, all right, all right. Like that's a. Like, am I right or wrong? The you remember the video? Mm-hmm. Green, green, green suit, white suspenders. Perm on nigga his ends. his nigga his his nigga he would he have a he had a bob like he was like, Andre was and big boy wasn't no slouch either so I I, I don't know I'm not sure but I'm 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 leaning towards it I'm leaning towards them being MVP somebody let me know to be an MVP candidate can you do you have to be a solo act or can you be in the group because like with again with 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 Tribe, it's like, even though Tip is that guy, right? Like, yo, don't act like Fife ain't do nothing. You know, or in Wu-Tang Clan, who you gonna pick? Like, it's all them niggas. Like, so, there's that. Now let's get to the main two MVP candidates. Let's get to the main two MVP candidates. Those other three honorable mentions... You're going to get some votes. Congratulations. But there's two guys that year who were, they were, they were Tyson and Holyfield. They were Ali and Frazier. They were the two biggest names in hip hop period that year. The first one I'm going to tell you is Jay-Z. Hard Knock Life. Now, I don't think Hard Not Life, the album, is a ring. I do not believe it. Jay-Z's Hard Not Life Volume 2, to me, is not a championship ring. It was an NBA Finals appearance. But it's not a ring, in my opinion. To me. Now, with that being said, though, right? Let's talk about that. Hard Knock Life was one of the biggest singles, if not the biggest rap single that year. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. Hard Knock Life, the song, or the Hard Knock Life, that that right there changed the trajectory of Jay-Z's career. That changed the, that is when, that is when Jay-Z became a superstar. Hard Knock Life is when Jay-Z became a bona fide superstar in hip-hop. Am I right or wrong? Let's, let's, we, 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 let's revisit this. From standing on the corners bopping to dropping some of the... Like, you know what I mean? To bop, like, that is, like... First of all, nigga, he had the Hard Knock Life tour. As a matter of fact, wasn't Backstage 1998? Check that for me. Back wasn't backstage ninety or or like it's like it, it had to go like it either went hard not life backstage or like if I'm not mistaken backstage two thousand two thousand damn okay okay but I remember the hard not life tour I re, like it was yesterday I remember powerhouse with Jay Z doom 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 mm. doom Doom, doom, mm. we, yeah, like that was crazy. Jay Z 
owned that summer. I legitimately remember ordering that video on the box. I remember ordering the Hard Knock Life video on the box. And I got a, I got in trouble for that. I used to dial the I, you know, you you know, you young niggas don't know about this, but you had to you had to call you had to call one nine hundred, whatever, and then your your video was a certain number. You dial it, you nigga, I ran my mom's phone bill up. Forty, fifty dollars just ordering videos. Did they ever come on? I, yeah, actually they did. Hmm. They did. Yep. Because it was at the bottom of the TV it would show you that, you know, like the videos get ready to come on. You know? And then of course, the last MVP candidate that year, which to me, I think he should be the MVP with unanimous decision. It's Earl Simmons. I mean, it's Earl Simmons. I can't call him Earl. Why do you have to call him Earl? Because that's his name. DMX in 1998, to me, was the MVP of hip-hop. He was the best rapper alive, period. There was nobody touching DMX that year. And we're talking about, you check, we talk about checking the boxes. This nigga doesn't have one championship ring in 98. He got two. He's the only, he was, at that time, he was the only artist to ever have two number one albums in the same calendar year. Flesh of My Flesh and It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Jesus Christ. Oh, not to mention, we talk about iconic moments. Bruh. First of all, and then we talk about chart success and singles. The Rough Riders anthem was ridiculous that year. The Rough Riders, and then let's be honest, right? I remember going to a concert that year. I believe it was Powerhouse. I don't know if it was 98 or 99, but I distinctly remember Jay-Z was not the headliner. It was DMX. Like let let's 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 really go back to 1998. Who had a better year than DMX? That might be like we're you're talking about it. Uh, like in 1998, DMX won two championship rings. To me, he was the MVP. He was the defensive player of the year. He was the All Star Game MVP. What what didn't he win? He scored the most points. Like, he was the scoring champion. He did all of that in 1998. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. DMX won every... He cleaned house in 1998. In my opinion. It shouldn't be close. DMX is the unanimous MVP. Everybody should be giving him the first place vote. If you're not, you're fucking biased. That's crazy. Again, he was he won two rings. He was the defensive player of the year. Shit, he probably was the sixth man of the year too. He come off the bench for his own shit. So what would you say was his iconic moment that year? I mean, we. I mean, nigga, do we gotta? You want me? You want to recap? Like something that stands out. The video to how it go? How's it going down? 
Of all things? No, I mean, I'm just, you You, you asked me. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I don't, because I like, there is a video of DMX performing a Rough Riders anthem in front of like damn near 100,000 people. That's what I was going to say, but I was I don't know, sure for that year. That's why I, said, I don't know if it was 98. I don't know if that video was taken in 98. It might have been taken in 99. You know what I'm saying? But I just remember that video was so crazy. It was 99, live at Woodstock. Okay, so, right. But it came from the fruits of his labor from 98. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the Rough Riders, I mean, if I got a... It was that 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 housing going down like, like, on the strength of you, cause that's your kid's daddy. I ain't gonna send him on his way, put him up in that big caddy, but let him know. Never mind, yo. Need you to go take the snow up the one five zero. See Joe, get that. Come back with that. We can split that, nigga. What? <laughs> what? What? Um. Real quick, while we're uh, while we're talking, don't forget if you in case you fast forwarded during the beginning of this fucking episode, www.myediblekickedin.com. Do me a favor. I told you forty seven hundred dollars. We already raised. We're trying to get to five thousand. If y'all can do me a favor, go get you something off the website. Secondly, don't forget if you live in Philadelphia, I will be here August fifteenth, August twenty second, August 29th. Do me a favor. Get your tickets. Punchline Philly. Can't wait. All right. Um, I think it's pretty clear that DMX was the MVP. I, I, I mean, we do, I mean we talk about championship rings. I mean, he got two. He has two. Every nobody else had, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's a that's a that's a feat that won't. I, I mean, I think the only other artist to do that to have two number one albums in the same year, I believe, was Justin Timberlake with the 2020 Experience. Mm. That's the I, I don't quote. I I believe that's the you know. But that was like, and we're not talking about hip hop artists. He was the only artist to have two number one albums in the same calendar year. Um, iconic slash impactful moments. I mean, look, man, the nigga, the nigga was praying on on skits. You you forgetting the most important part of what what he made pit bulls and crotch rockets cool. Everybody wanted a pit bull. You know everybody what? wanted a crotch rocket. Everybody. Wa- yes. Yeah, and then. It's like you, and then like when you hear the Rough Riders anthem, like you know what it is immediately, right? And everybody in their mom, like if you weren't doing, like you could literally be sitting in class. Stop, <laughs> drop, shut them down. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Um, singles, chart success, you know, and, and relevance. I think he also won rookie of the year. I mean, now if your first album comes out, that if you if you when your first album when your first album comes out you are you are a rookie. This nigga DMX won the rookie of the year. He won the MVP. He won two championship rings. He won a defensive player of the year. He won the All-Star Game MVP. Like he cleaned house. He is 1970 or 71 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like Kareem won a ring. He won like he was that guy that year. Can't tell the story of hip hop in 1998 without DMX. DMX was the champion. I hope you guys like this series that I just started because we're going to 
dive into years and I want to have more people because like this the first this was the first one I wanted I want to do it by myself I didn't really want to argue with nobody go back and forth who what when but when we start getting into other years I definitely want to argue I definitely want to argue we have to argue because there's going to be some years where we're sitting there saying to ourselves we don't know like again 2003 is a year we don't know is it 50 cent or is it jay-z that ain't that ain't easy Jay-Z had an album with he got a ring and he also is retiring that year. But you also got 50 Cent where it's like, nah, nigga, like what name me a debut album outside of maybe Nas and 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 Snoop Dogg. Like <laughs> Yuki. They might win COVID MVPs. Like that's hard. Like it's hard to pick one. But me and we, me and somebody else, we gotta pick one. So again, I hope you guys like this series. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, I think that's all I got today. Storm, thank you for coming. In. Not really. You're not. You know. I didn't do anything. No, you just. Thank you, you for acknowledging my presence. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right? Like that's. <laughs> yeah, you just. You was here. You know what I mean? I'll bring my laptop next time so I can look stuff up faster. No, you don't even got to do that. It was just like you were sitting over there, and it was just like, like yo, just come on, sit down, talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, don't forget to get y'all tickets to um, uh, the Eat Your Heart Out slash Chocolate Chip and Sip. Sip Your Heart Out live show. September sip Your Heart Out, in my New bad. At City Winery, I'm September sorry. 15th in Philly at World Cafe Live. Tickets at StormyP.com. My Book. bad. How long? How many times you practice that? Um, only once. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Because you nice. saw me. I was in here making drops, man. I'm, I was struggling. <laughs> I was in here, ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets. Man, fuck this. <laughs> One more time. Talk One more time. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I'm, you know. All right, y'all. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for laughing. This podcast is over. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.